0: Hello and welcome to Backseat Bench Brawl, a Fear the Fin podcast. I'm C. Morley, Managing Editor of SB Nation's Fear the Fin. Each week, I'll be joined by two guests who will walk me through the ins and outs of their favorite team and the team that they hate the most. Joining me this week is Flames and Inferno blogger Romina Schlaw and Stephen Schapansky of the Hockey Feels podcast to talk Flames against Oilers. So, Ramina, how did you become a Flames fan?
1: Okay, the real reason is because my parents never loved me. Uh, but the reason <laughs> I like to tell everyone is that I was just born and raised in Calgary. So I was just kind of born into it, I guess.
0: Fair enough. Uh, you do some some Flames writing at, uh, like, several places.
1: Yeah, so I'm uh, the the editor for Flame for Thought, a Flames blog on Fansided. And I write at Flames Nation, but I mainly write Inferno stuff at Flames Nation.
0: Um, But yeah, those are the two places I write for. Cool. And then, Steve, how did you become an Oilers fan?
2: I was born into it, like many in Albertan in uh, the North. (laughs) Because uh, I, 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 one of my earliest members watching hockey was I want to say the Oilers losing the 1983 Stanley Cup final. I can still see Paul coffee splayed out on the ice at the bench as the uh, as the Oilers were about to lose, and I was just like heartbroken. How, what is this? Um, and then I became a fan because I just you know we I grew up like an hour away from Edmonton, and I became an unfan for about ten years uh because of the flames which we'll get into and then oddly enough i i think i re I, I became a bigger fan when i moved to calgary to go to school for two years and i was surrounded by flame stuff but i thought i don't want this anymore i want to be an orders fan again And they were just sort of like coming out of the dark a little bit to become that team that always loses in the first round of the playoffs but uh and and so i i became a huge fan from from then on
0: that's amazing uh so far on this show I haven't had a whole lot of people that are like from the area that these teams are in like I've had so many displaced fans so it's really cool I think especially for this uh, rivalry to have two fans who are kind of native to those areas because uh, this is I mean this is a rivalry that predates hockey in those areas right the Battle of Alberta is like not just a hockey thing it's like a geography thing too like these cities actually hate each other right like I don't think
1: we're necessarily lucky. I would say we're the opposite because we didn't have a choice. You know, we didn't have any other opportunity to become fans of different teams. We were unfortunately born here and forced to be fans of these teams. So, we were definitely unlucky.
0: <laughs> Let's just get into it then with how it started since, uh, like I said, it, it, it kind of predates hockey, but how did the actual hockey rivalry start?
1: Uh, I'll let Stephen answer this since he was like I think alive during like the actual when the rivalry was really big. So
2: I was. I remember those days. Uh well but the the Oilers entered the NHL uh coming from the WHA as they did in seventy nine, eighty. And then a year afterwards the Atlanta Flames moved to Calgary and they actually made a playoff run in eighty one and made it to like the semifinals but lost out to Minnesota. But You could tell how far apart the two teams were because they met in the playoffs in 83. And I think Edmonton set a record for most goals scored in a five-game playoff series that year because they throttled Calgary. But it wasn't, I think, 84 is the first big playoff series that they had, and the Flames were starting to match them a little bit. Um, and then, of course, it was '86 when uh, Steve Smith scored on his own net in Game Seven, uh, and the Flames won. And I was crushed. And that's what maybe not becoming Oilers fans for ten years because I was just so heartbroken. Um, but the, but for a while there in the mid '80s, basically the best two teams in the league were the Flames and the Oilers. And even though the Oilers would win the Stanley Cup, the Flames would beat them like seven times out of eight in the regular season, and it would feel like a failure. And there is. And also, it, it there were some city rivalries as well because, like, the recession was going on, and a lot of like companies were, like, you know, laying off employees in Edmonton and or transplanting them to Calgary because that's where the the head office was. So there was some animosity there as well. I think it's ah, uh, it's it's sort of tamed a little bit in recent years, but um, but that's that's where the hockey rivalry started, and and then after that, basically, it's been alternating. Uh, decades of futility where the Flames started in the (laughs) 90s and then the Oilers carried on in the 2000s.
0: Yeah, I mean, what's interesting to me, I think, is that the Oilers had to go through the Flames every time that they won a Stanley Cup. It seemed like, you know, that um, they had to meet them at some point in the playoffs. And that's where rivalries are born, right? They're born in the playoffs. That's where hockey is at its most intense. And so I can't imagine. I mean, for the for me as a uh, sharks fan we see the kings every time we go into playoffs it feels like so we don't like those guys too much i can't imagine having to uh deal with gretzky (laughs) multiple years (laughs) in the playoffs i wouldn't end up liking the oilers too much either
1: If you also like listen to stories from NHL players or even like what my dad tells me and stuff, it's like these players actually hated each other. Like if you look at like rivalries now and stuff off the ice, it's fine. It's mainly just on the ice. But like players from like from the Battle of Alberta back in the 80s would say that these players hated each other off the ice. They would not talk to each other at any sort of like events or anything, which I think is like kind of fun still.
0: Yeah, I mean I feel like now it's it's harder for players to hate each other too because there's just uh like so much more movement in in the NHL than there used to be and that you know the guy that you hate could end up on your team sooner than later but yeah the old hockey rivalries tend to be very player based and like i said especially with Gretzky, i think that that is going to ignite any kind of rivalry at all <laughs> just because that's uh it feels real lopsided <laughs> to have gretzky on one side of that
1: <laughs> yeah i think you're right about the um player you hate could be on your team sooner rather than later right steven isn't that right oh, A player oh yeah you hate? <laughs> <laughs> it-
2: <laughs> it took forever for like the oilers and flames to make their first trade i think it was Steve staos or something like that like it was like the mid2000s before the flames and oilers made their first ever trade.
1: Wait, even. didn't no, didn't we trade for Steve Smith though after he scored on his own net?
2: <laughs> no, I think no, but you've yelled shoot every time he he went behind the net with a puck for years. Even <laughs> yeah, my on. dad
1: told me that too. <laughs> he,
2: he was with Chicago and he was still like everyone is yelling shoot when he had the puck behind his um, own net.
1: <laughs> but what I was specifically referring to about having someone you hate join your team was uh Brandon Manning. Sound familiar? <laughs> 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 he joined you guys pretty recently here
2: yeah yeah he's the healthy scratch i mean yeah yeah uh we'll get into some current stuff
0: coming up here but kind of keeping with the history what is like the most defining moment in this rivalry like when people mention this rivalry to you what is the first thing you guys think of
1: oh it's a tough question i i think a really i don't know if this is defining but um i think like a really great moment was that steve smith owned goal but again, I wasn't, like, totally alive in the 80s. So um, I don't, like, know firsthand. So I don't know if Steven would like to take this one as well.
2: I, th- I think it's the whole, just all those playoff series in general. Because um, they each have their own character to them. Um, like, the 86 one was was a crazy intense and good series. It was decided on that own goal. Um and then the the 88, which was like everyone was looking forward to that because that's when Calgary is actually number one in the league and the Oilers swept them in four. Uh, and so it was remarkable for that. Oddly enough, I think the best series between the two teams was in 91, which is the last time they played the playoffs. It was seven games. Edmonton won it in game seven overtime with Essa and in scoring. And it was like one of the most amazing series ever played. And it felt like, oh, these are two Titans at the top of the game. But the sad thing is, is that both of them were actually on the way down. Neither would make the, you know, the flames would miss the playoffs basically for seven years straight, I think. And a a couple of years after that. And, after having won their one cup and like the Oilers were almost like selling off all of all their players after having already sold off Gretzky. So it was, it was kind of like, ooh, we can't wait for the next matchup. And like, we haven't had one yet. It's been like 28 years since the Oilers and Flames have met in the playoffs. And it, it feels like yesterday to some Oilers fans.
0: Yeah, I mean, it seems like the height of this rivalry really was like, like the 80s up until about 91 i mean because then in 91 the nhl went through some changes with their regular season schedule so they didn't see each other as much in the regular season and then after that point they didn't really see each other in playoffs because both of them kind of fell off a little bit (laughs) bit. Um, i'm trying to be nice here i'm trying i i don't like either of these teams i'm trying to be very neutral here (laughs) but um (laughs) i'm doing my best (laughs) But yeah, like the 80s were really like the height of this rivalry. Ramina, I know you weren't like around for the 80s, but like when you bring up this rivalry to Flames fans, do you think that there's anything in particular that they feel like a a certain reaction maybe right away that they have? Um,
1: I think like probably NHL fans that are about my age or something that also weren't alive in the 80s. I think what like, um, I guess to kind of jump into like another question here um something that's like kind of like sparked this rivalry up again I th- honestly think it's Connor mcdavid so like even though like the Battle of Alberta isn't totally in effect right now or anything or hasn't really been for like 20 years basically I think what's kind of like sparked it up again has been Connor mcdavid. <laughs> 'Cause like I yeah. think all Flames fans like truly hate Connor McDavid. So I think that's something we can all kind of bond over. Oh.
0: That's <laughs> Yeah, it seems kind of unfair that like
1: uh, Connor McDavid got
0: a hat go well, <laughs> <video-overs>.
1: yes, agree.
0: <laughs> uh, but like both, you know, Gretzky and McDavid have played for the Oilers. Like in both, uh, you know, eras of this rivalry, <laughs> like yeah, they have, like the best player. <laughs> That's that seems a little unfair, Edmonton. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, I also think getting four first overall picks in six years is a little unfair too. But I mean, <laughs> what do I know?
0: Uh, um. So, will I guess? I mean, that kind of is a, a good transition into how it's changed over yeah. time.
2: I was denying none of that, by the way. Yes, it is unfair, and <laughs> I and I will take it. <laughs>
0: um, to to how it's changed over time. I mean, obviously now they have Connor and David, but and and like you touched on a little bit in the nineties, um, it it did fall off. But how we, how have we gotten to to where they are now?
1: Oh uh, yeah, it has definitely fallen off but i think um it was two years ago when the flames and the oilers actually had a chance of meeting in the playoffs for the first time since 91 so i think that that was when it sort of sparked up again with when both teams made the playoffs at the same time for the first time since uh what was it like 2000 and
2: 2006 2006 yeah.
1: was it yeah so uh i think two years ago is kind of what's been because of Connor McDavid is kind of like what sparked it up again and how it's sort of changed, but it's still definitely not what it was. Uh, like these two teams, even though they like sort of hate each other, they definitely don't hate each other as much as they used to. And I don't know if we're ever going to get to that moment again um, because I don't think the Flames and the Oilers will ever be the top two teams in like the league for a long time. So I don't know if we're ever going to see the way that it really was in the eighties.
0: Yeah. I mean, it seems pretty unlikely. I mean, just with the way that playoffs are structured now that even if they were that they would see each other, you know, in like a, a big like conference final or, you know, anything like that, like that can't happen. And and I think that's unfortunate because this would be like a really, like if these two teams were at their peak, um, if, if, Edmonton could figure out how to build around McDavid. (laughs) Sorry, Steve, that we keep doing this to you. (laughs) Um, But, like, if Edmonton could figure out building around Connor McDavid and these two teams were both, like, at their height, I think that would be such a cool conference final. Uh, And and it just can't happen like that in the way that the NHL is structured now. And I think that's
2: kind of a bummer. I I would take one playoffs here. I think that would really rejuvenate it um because if they could ever meet the play like yeah, they all even in the regular season they never seem to meet when like oh this is like a battle for a playoff spot or battle for first place like the flames are in first right now the pacific and the others are scrapping for a wild card spot so like any game between the two is going to be more important for the orders probably than for the flames um so I think if yeah if we had like a seven game series which everyone has been saying for the last twenty eight years oh if we get them back <laughs> in the playoffs we'll rekindle we this rivalry but it's not going to be the same as it was in the eighties because the game has changed you know you can't take out your hatred on the other team by bashing them over the head with a stick <laughs> or elbowing them in the chops as Mark Bessier would do often um, they sort of like do it with skill I mean there's there's still some animosity in Games. I went to the uh, Oilers' loss in Calgary last year when, like, uh, Lucic was like fighting with Mike Smith uh, in the crease, and it was like, "Oh wow, this is like just like the '80s." Everyone was saying, but really, that was about it. Like, it, the the whole thing didn't like devolve into a line brawl or anything like that. It was just like, okay, two players scrapped a little bit. It's it's not 1988 anymore, folks. But playoffs would <laughs> definitely it would definitely change this.
0: Hey guys, we're going to take a quick media timeout to talk about a special offer for Sharks fans. If These Walls Could Talk is a series from Triumph Books diving into the locker rooms and histories of NHL teams for an insider look at the organizations. If These Walls Could Talk, San Jose Sharks by Dan Rusinowski and Ross McKeon is available at triumphbooks.com slash walls sharks. And if you use the coupon code fear the fin, you can save 30% off this title. That's triumphbooks.com slash walls sharks and the coupon code fear the fin for 30% off If These Walls Could Talk, San Jose Sharks. So what's interesting about this one with it being a geographic rivalry is that there's there's kind of. Uh, a unique element to it and that it's not just like hockey that these two teams hate each other like well not even just hockey i mean like not just the nhl uh there's uh whl teams in both cities do they like really hate each other <laughs> is that a thing do you guys know anything about uh like the hitmen versus the oil
2: kings uh, all that. I, I don't think there's that much i think there's the the cfl canadian football league oh the, yeah 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 I think that that is still kind of thriving, I think, because, you know, there's only nine teams in the league and there's only four or five teams in each division. So there's a big rivalry there, I think, between the two football teams.
1: See, I just wanna say that the Stampeders won this year and um Edmonton didn't make it. So I just I just wanted to let you know that.
2: <laughs> yeah. And the game was in Edmonton too. So yeah, it was like the right.
0: yeah. great cup. <laughs> oh, that's rough. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. If you like, I mean you look at the Battle of Alberta. I'm just scrolling through the Wikipedia here because it lists all of them. I mean, there's football, there's it says University of Alberta versus University of Calgary. Is that like a huge thing? Like this is wild to me that um, two cities can have so many things that hate each other.
1: Well, in Calgary, <laughs> I'd say the bigger rivalry, I guess, and that's in air quotations, um, uh, would probably be U of Calgary and Mount Royal University. Um, Because we have like something called the Crowchild Classic every year where the two hockey teams will play against each other. But I don't think the, the like University of Alberta and University of Calgary have that huge of a rivalry or anything.
0: And then it's also showing like lacrosse, baseball, soccer, <laughs> like, wow. Is there anything that you guys don't just know. don't hate each other?
2: <laughs> I, well, let, let me, let me ask this. Cause I, I know this vexes more like Calgary flames owners than, than anything, but uh. you know, <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> know uh. that, but, uh. you know, Evan bought a new rink, uh, Rogers place three years ago. Yeah. How are the
1: bathrooms working out for you guys? I don't, otherwise. I don't know. Um,
2: uh, <laughs> But I and I feel like Calgary sort of has this like well we want our government supported arena as well. Um So I don't know. Um, is, there, is, is there an issue? Pays. Yeah, let me let me know about that. Listen, I'm curious.
1: Calgary is it saying that? That's the ownership saying. That, that's that what is. I mean.
2: When I when I say Calgary, I mean like <laughs> yeah. the
1: owners. Well, like yeah. okay, I don't know if you guys know Stephen. You might know because you're closer to us, but C might not know this. But we had um it was this really big thing last year where the ownership was basically like well if you guys don't want to pay for our shiny new building we're just going to relocate and like they tried to threaten fans to vote a different way in the upcoming um, elections for like the mayor because the mayor was very anti-spending public money on a new building and the city gave out like a super fair deal that basically the flames ownership group would play would pay for two thirds of the arena, but they would get 100% of the revenue. And that was super fair that the city would even be paying a third of it. And the ownership rejected it. And then everybody was sort of like against Nenshi, the mayor. Um, And then when it came out and showed what the actual deal was, everybody was like, yeah, that deal is way more than fair. And then the city basically like was was like, Gary Bettman even like got involved and was like, well, if you guys want a new building, you better like vote the way you want to vote then. And people were like, uh, don't get involved in a foreign election. How about? Um, and that <laughs> definitely had the opposite effect of what the NHL and what the Flames ownership wanted, because people voted Dead Denchie anyways, because they're like, okay, well, fuck you guys. We're not going to let you guys like take advantage of us. So people voted Vinci anyways. So the ownership got a huge like fuck you to them, which I love. So I don't know what's going to happen with the arena now. So we're just, I guess it's a waiting game at this point.
0: That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, that is some wild stuff.
2: Because <laughs> yeah. the, the difference in, in, I mean, Calgary's uh, arena is old, but it's like actually very close to downtown, which. Oh, you know, it
1: is. And it's is, right in the middle of Stampede Park, which yeah. is ideal.
2: It's a great location. Whereas Northland's Coliseum, where the Oilers used to play, is like far out in the boonies a little bit. And downtown was dead. So it was like. Well, let's bring the arena downtown, and we can build up downtown again. There was an incentive to do that. I don't know where you would put this a new rink in Calgary downtown that would be any better than where the rink is, right? And he could move it, like, like 500 feet to the right or something like that's that. That's basically
1: like, where they were going to do it. They were going to yeah. do it at Victoria Park, which is literally right at Stampede anyways. So, um, it, well, the Flames ownership group originally wanted it at this one area called Sinalta, which is great, because that's, like, literally, like, four train stops from where I live. But, um, but then the city was like, well, we sort of wanted to keep it close to Stampede grounds. And then the ownership group came out and was like, when we gave our proposal, they laughed in our face. And were like, "Uh, because it was stupid. You guys wanted it in this random area. <laughs> Jesus. And then they I wanted, like, rich white men. Sorry. <laughs> and, there was,
2: <laughs> and there was, like, that one proposal for, like, an $800 million, like, combined football.
1: Yeah, funky. that was it.
2: That was the same one? Okay. Yeah. Oh, no, that
1: was the one that the ownership group proposed that, like, where Sinalta would be, basically. Right. Um, that's the one they proposed. Yeah, okay,
0: crazy. <laughs> um, so, I mean, that's kind of where they're at now. Is there anything now that you guys like about the other team? I personally love
1: Peter Chiarelli. He is my best friend. <laughs> he is my idol. I respect that man. I hope he never loses his job. That's one thing
0: I love. <laughs> Uh, this is a really anti-Oilers episode. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know
2: what I like about the Flames? I, you know, it, it's it's. Uh, I was thinking the other day as I was watching the first Oilers Ducks game of the season, and the Oilers actually won, uh, but the Ducks were being the Ducks, and I, I sort of thought like I hate Toronto in this country because of the media. I hate Vancouver because of their fans. I hate the Ducks because they've earned it, but I hate the Flames just because I feel I'm supposed to. And if if I wasn't like such an anti Flames fan because of the rivalry, like I look at that team and go what a what a fun fast-paced high-scoring team. That has like depth scoring and sadly doesn't play Mike Smith anymore because one of my favorite things was watching Mike Smith let in bad goals every single night. <laughs>
1: that is but, so rude. Yeah, but, but really you solved that problem. You
2: don't put Mike Smith in the net anymore. Now look, you're winning lots of games. And so uh yeah, I'm I'm impressed with how Calgary has built their team.
1: Well, thank you. That was very nice and more mature than my answer. So <laughs> I would give you that.
0: Well, I mean, like. If you like hockey, I don't think that right now, as these teams are 2019, that you can really fully hate either of these teams, which I mean, I guess I, people no. will, Oh, but no, okay. it okay. okay. to. Okay. 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 All right. All right. I'm totally wrong there. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, you have to appreciate Connor McDavid. Like you can't not, you can't. Yes, I can. And I will. I hate Connor <laughs> McDavid. <laughs> you have to appreciate how good he is at hockey. And then, like, the Flames right now, they're a good hockey team. Like, they're a genuinely good hockey team that had some goaltending issues. Uh, but, but uh, like, that's fun to watch. So if you like hockey, those are fun to watch. If you set aside everything else, like Steve said, then um, I think that both of those teams have something good to take away just as a hockey fan in general.
2: There was kind of a moment in the uh, sorry, Marina, and then in the in the you know the 2016 World Cup where like Johnny Hockey and Connor McDavid are on the same team, yes. team, North America, the greatest team ever created. And oh, great went, yes. uh, it's, it's games. <laughs> And so I kind of like sometimes I sort of think, oh, they were teammates at one point. Remember that? Remember that blissful time in September of 2016 <laughs> before the world collapsed and we had this little team of of young hockey boys that were just magic together and and yeah it's i will
1: never forget team north america (laughs) they were so good
2: (laughs) i have a team north america gas
0: despair jersey and it's like my prized possession (laughs) i
1: had a team north america toque, but i was drunk after a flames a ducks game once um And I left it in the cab, and I was so upset. No. <laughs> I was act- I was like drunkenly crying because I'm like, I forgot my head.
0: Oh, that's the worst. I know. Uh, all right, so these two teams play each other on January nineteenth. And um, what can we expect? what what's that game gonna look like?
2: I don't know what to think about the Oilers these days. They either lose 7-2 or win 4-0. So it could be interesting. I'm not too sure what will happen. I have no idea. I'm terrified to make predictions. I'm going
1: to make a prediction. I think it's going to go to overtime and that every single goal will either be scored or assisted by Connor McDavid.
2: Well, that is a very healthy bet. (laughs) (laughs) My my God. I mean, it's, it's almost a shame that that the Oilers have to play 60 minutes to get to overtime when they do, because overtime with the Oilers is like they are they might be the most inconsistent team on the ice during actual regulation. But once overtime starts, like stop the league and everyone just watch what the Oilers are going to do, because it's just it's electric in the building when it's McDavid and Drysdale cuz you know that something's going to happen and McDavid's going to play four out of the five minutes of overtime if it even goes that long. So yeah, I I hope for an Ed- Edmonton uh, Calgary overtime at the very least.
1: I Edmonton. don't because I will cry. So <laughs>
0: uh first i was <laughs> going back to what you said about them losing seven two you're welcome thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much see Anytime. <laughs> we, we will always provide that service for you um <laughs> second it's so funny to hear you talk about overtime because like i mean first of all like why is connor not playing with dry sidle like like all the time <laughs> but also that's like how We thought overtime was going to be for the Sharks this year. We were like, if they get to overtime, they're never, ever going to lose because we have Eric Carlson. And then that didn't happen. So it's unfortunate that for me as a Sharks fan to hear an Oilers fan be like, well, we never lose in overtime. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thanks. (laughs) Great. Are there any players in particular? I mean, obviously, it's hard to do this with Edmonton because it's just like the Edmonton Connor McDavid's. But um, <laughs> are there any players in particular that we should be looking out for on
2: either team? Kachuk. Kachuk likes to stir things up. I thought he was actually kind of quiet in the, in the most recent matchup. But the one two games before that, I thought he he got under the other skin a lot and kind of shook him off their game.
1: He's definitely matured since his rookie season. I will say that Um, he's definitely like grown up a lot and he doesn't really like to start random shit anymore, but he still likes to get under the skin of some players he doesn't like. So, I mean, he might do that next game, but I don't don't know. He doesn't really do that that often anymore because like I said, he's definitely like grown up from his shit starting days.
2: He's scoring goals now. He finds more more value in that.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: He's still a Kachuk though, so. <laughs> oh,
0: <of course. laughs> All
1: right. Oh, it's uh, crazy. I like, okay, just casually like going through Kachuk's 2012 tweets um, because he had some classics in there. And there was one where he just like had the word good grow without the last U. Um, we're like, I like sent it to the Flame Station Slack. I'm like, whoa, and they're like,
0: whoa, and I like retweeted it. I'm like, this is crazy. It was like 2012. (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) All right, I think we can wrap this one up. So, I want to say thank you to the Honey Wilders for letting us use their song New Situation as our intro and outro. You can find them on Facebook if you're in the Bay Area and want to see them live. They've got all of their show information listed there, um, or Spotify and iTunes if you just want to give them a listen. Thank you to Triumph Books and a reminder that you can pick up a copy of If These Walls Could Talk, San Jose Sharks by visiting triumphbooks.com slash walls sharks. And with the coupon code fear the fin, you'll receive 30% off that title. Romina, where can people find you? And do you have anything coming up?
1: At Romina Schlaw on Twitter, Instagram. Oh, uh, don't follow me on Instagram. actually. <laughs> um, Twitter is fine. If you're prepared to see some like weird stuff. Uh, And anything coming up, uh, I have a piece titled Why Johnny Gaudreau is Better Than Connor McDavid that's hopefully going to come out tomorrow morning, depending on how the game goes tonight. So we will see. Uh, I don't know when this episode is going up, but um, this is Saturday morning, uh, January 12th. So (laughs) if that goes up at that time, then yes. Um, But otherwise, that's the only thing I really have coming up, I guess. And Steve?
2: Uh, you can find me uh, at Legopolis on Twitter, but uh, I'm uh, co-host of Hockey Feels, at Hockey Feels with Rachel, who's a Flyers fan, who is having an even worse season than than the, the Oilers. There's only a point in the playoffs as <laughs> we record this. It's not all that bad, but the Flyers are considerably further down. So so we commiserate together and talk about other things uh, around the league that make us happy. <laughs>
0: Thank you guys for coming on. This has been awesome. And once again, I'm C. Morley. You can find me on Twitter at Now You See Me. That's S I E, spelled like my name. And this has been Backseat Bench Brawl Flames versus Oilers, which you can catch live on January 19th at 8 p.m. Mountain Time.